Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Notar Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, who just returned from his uh, Husker Salute the Troops event uh, from this weekend, which we'll we'll talk about at some point today. But uh, grandpa, um, how you doing? How was how was uh, Salute the Troops? Was it good? A lot of a lot of people show up for you. Yeah, it was it was a great one. It's probably my last one. Uh, I'm going to be in a I think the three guys who, well, the two two of us who founded the organization, I think, are letting some younger people into the mix, and uh, so I think they're prepared to take over for us. At least I hope so. So uh, I'll still be involved uh, in uh, in promoting and probably doing some fundraising as well. But yeah, it's a great opportunity. I, I've I don't for the people who are listening into this, Husker fans salute the troops is a uh, foundation that uh, honors men and women of our American uh, armed forces. And, and you've been to some of those events and you know what we do. And yep. it was, uh, we had Johnny Rogers, who was the speaker this morning and he did a marvelous job. He just, it was great. He was gracious. Uh, people were having him sign all kinds of stuff. And, and he brought his, his Heisman Trophy there, and it weighed. Wow. I, asked him, I said, Johnny, what is that thing with fifty five pounds? Oh my gosh! <laughs> he I, I mean, I know they're heavy, but I forgot. I didn't know they were that heavy. That's crazy. <laughs> and he, he carries it around in a in a big, uh, oh, like a shipping container, if you will, a metal one. Yeah, that has foam rubber in it, and you know, it's made for the Heisman. But it, yeah, it was really cool. He talked about the uh, his. When he was a little kid growing up in North Omaha, and he obviously came from a very, no, I shouldn't say obviously, but he came from very uh, humble surroundings. Um, so he talked about growing up in North Omaha, and uh, and this uh, red was a was a rooster that when Johnny was a little kid, he had to go out and get the eggs from the hen house, and this rooster would chase after him, and and uh, and then he'd have to go to the uh, the odd house, uh, which I have I've been. I've experienced before, but he had to dodge this this uh, big angry rooster. And uh, <laughs> I wonder if that's so, like a Rocky chase, getting chasing the chickens and in, in Rocky. I wonder if that's how he he got so good at football. <laughs> well, it it helped him, and he had asthma. And he had tuberculosis. If he, I didn't know that he had tuberculosis, but oh wow, I didn't so, know either. And he goes on to be Nebraska's first Heisman Trophy winner. He still is the most exciting football player I've ever seen. Now there, there've been some great ones. I love Barry Sanders. He was phenomenal. I think he got better when he got into the NFL, but Johnny, yeah. I, I remember your uncle, my son, Brian, when he was maybe nine, 10 years old, I said, you got to have to know about Johnny Rogers. And he gave me one of those looks like, sure, dad, I'm sure this guy was good back in your day, dad, <laughs> put on a, a highlight tape as a VHS tape. Mm -hmm. And, after about two or three minutes of that, Brian's jaw just dropped. He turned to me like, a, like holy cow, who, this guy is incredible. He once returned, uh, Johnny once re returned a punt uh, running backward. I know. I mean, it's, that's just like, you don't see that with anyone. Like, no one's doing that. <laughs> no one's doing that. Well, no, And if they're doing, if you're receiving a punt running backward, everyone's going to be like, oh, fair catch. But he'll return it and return for a touchdown. It's insane. It's absolutely amazing. The, just the sheer athleticism and 
IQ that that comes along with it is just crazy. And we had the pleasure of uh, interviewing him on the uh, pleasure and honor, I should say, of interviewing him on the podcast. Uh, I believe February last March or something like that. Something like I forget. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's that's in our library. If you guys want to go listen to that, it was really really great conversation with him. Um, I forget the specific episode number, but it's in there if you if you'll find it. I think it's called uh, like Johnny the Jet Rogers or something like that, or something along those lines. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, and, then, and then we had uh, we had Ron Brown who was did our invocation this morning at the at the honors brunch and I got a chance to visit with him and that was he's a class act great guy I've known him for a long time um, really really good guy and then we had uh, we had a bunch of uh, former Husker players uh, signing autographs yesterday morning I got to visit with Jay Moore he's a co-host of that Big Red wrap up show that you don't get out in Colorado but. We get here. No, I know. I've watched it before with you, though. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, got it. You know, and it's fun talking to those guys because everyone has an opinion. You and I have opinions, and we tend to think, well, because Ron Brown does this, or because Jay Moore has a TV show, that they know everything, and and they know a lot. I'm not trying to diminish what they know, but at the end of the day, they have opinions, and I, you can talk to a number of other former Husker football players, and they have you know, different takes on things. And it's, I'm sure they're, they're right. in and what their, uh, you know, what their, <laughs> what their reasoning is, but it, we, we tend to think, well, because so-and-so said this, then that is fact. And I, and I, I beg to differ with you. That doesn't happen, but yeah, we yeah. had a great time. It was, it was really, really good. I'm, uh, but it, if you want to, we're, a, um, you know, all volunteer organization, nobody gets paid a cent. Every, every penny that, people donate goes right to honoring the men and women of our military. And that is key thing. Um, go to huskersalute.org and you can donate online and you can see what activities we have coming up. We, we work with veterans on P PTSD and, and try to help them get their lives together financially and so on. And it's a, it's a really a great cause. So, um, uh, I'll get off my soapbox and we'll get on to talking about the <laughs> airs of uh, Husker football and whatnot. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll get started off with um, a uh, Nebraska volleyball update again. Uh, 300th consecutive sellout at the Bob Devaney center. Uh, sorry. At the, yeah. At the Devaney center uh, on Friday night against Iowa. They won that game three, zero shut them out again. Uh, they're currently playing uh, Ohio state while we record this. It's the, Towards the end of the first set here, Nebraska's winning 27-26 at the moment. Wow. Um, so uh we'll have to we'll keep you guys updated with that score at the very at the at the end. And then my it probably won't be done by the time we end this because our podcasts aren't like two hours long. Um, thankfully for you guys, because <laughs> you wouldn't have to listen to this for two hours. But uh yeah. Um so that's 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 the update as of right now. Uh Nebraska's got the number one recruiting class. We talked about that a little bit last week, uh, and that's in volleyball, not football. We're not there yet in football. Um, but um, just landed another recruit, uh, number one libero, uh, Laney Choboy, I believe is how you pronounce that. I don't know if they're yeah, this, pronouncing this is that their, correct, but this from is their, Raleigh. This is their 23 recruiting class. I correct, think the correct. latest one I think we talked about last week was Harper Murray, I believe. I think that was right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she was num number one recruit in the nation, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and then also, you also get Caroline uh, Eurovictus. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, she's uh, 
out number one outside hitter in the country. And Andy Jackson, much easier to say, uh, is the number three. Uh, it says MB, oh, middle blocker. That's yeah. right. Uh, from Brighton, Colorado. So uh, just around. Where is Brighton? Uh, just around I. Uh, Brighton is, I want to say it's closer towards Denver. Oh, so okay. north yeah. uh, from, from where I am. And then uh, also you talked about Harper Murray, number three uh, outside hitter in the country. Uh, so maybe maybe I had that wrong. Maybe it was someone else that we talked about last week. But anyway, and then. Uh, Bergen Riley, who is the number one setter in the entire nation, uh, or maybe not nation, but uh, yeah, according to prepvolleyball.com. All right, so then in in the entire nation, there. Um, so I mean, that's basically you have the best high school kids, like that's a that's a full lineup of the best high school kids in one recruiting class. Uh, that's pretty crazy to think. I wish that would happen with Nebraska football, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll uh, out of say. the last three recruiting classes, Nebraska's had the top ones in two of those years. So two of those years, Nebraska is, has the number one recruiting class. I mean, it's phenomenal. I I'm John cook has done an amazing job there. I, I, I don't yeah. know. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and you've told that story about what he said to you uh, after, or what he had said at that uh, event you were at about like we're gonna yeah. make Nebraska volleyball be like Nebraska football, and and he's delivered on that and way further. I think um, we'll we'll have to see where their season end up, ends up this year. We'll definitely be following that as it goes along here, uh, and uh, we'll move on to the uh, Husker recruiting class uh, for this year. It's ranked number thirty second right now in the nation top 10 in order alabama georgia notre dame lsu ohio state texas oklahoma miami uh or sorry florida Florida. miami and then clemson um so that's i mean it's uh no it's not terrible uh 32nd is 32 i mean you're in the top 30 that's pretty dang good the problem is that the performance isn't there yet so we'll just have to see uh, just quick update. Ohio State did win that first set against Nebraska, thirty-one twenty-nine. Wow! Um, and uh, yeah, uh, anything you want to say about uh, this recruiting class for Nebraska football or well, the, uh, Nebraska volleyball, real quick? The only thing, on. the only thing that uh, I wrongly stated uh, last week that JT Fayard, who is a he's a quarterback uh, from uh, I believe Richmond, Texas. Richmond, Texas. He's six five, two twenty-five. I thought that he had committed, but that that was wrong. He, they, he has just been offered a scholarship for the 24 season. Oh, okay. I so, see. Um, I, that was, that was my fault, but uh, so um, that's good. The thing that is amazing to me, uh, and I, I guess we'll see how, how the, the road goes for Mickey Joseph. If he stays, if he gets the head coaching job or if he doesn't get that, but he's still in the program as a, you know, assistant head coach, maybe a wide receivers coach, maybe recruiting coordinator, something like that, that these kids who are committing, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing that, that we've had that kind of commitment so far. And I don't think, I don't think we lost maybe one recruit uh, after Frost was fired. I, I I'll have to check up on that. So that to retain that many kids, of course, the signing date is December 21st, early signing date. So we'll see, you know, what actually happens. But I think, I think Joseph has done a heck of a job in that, uh, in recruiting. I, there are other people, obviously, who are involved in the recruiting po- process, but I think Mickey is a key guy for that. Definitely, definitely. I mean, and, and we talked about last week, whoever the new coaches is, is going to be stupid if they do decide to kick him off the roster, just based on the effect he's had right. on recruiting. Right. Um, but I mean, 
there's not too much else we have to say. We'll get into more recruiting stuff uh, as we get into the off season here and we right. talk about coaching and all that kind of stuff. So let's move on to this uh, game that we kind of knew the answer to this um, coming in. We talked about it last week about how um, we didn't really think Nebraska stood much of a chance. Turns out we were right. Uh, just in the, not the way that we wanted to be right, but uh, Michigan does win this game 34 to three. Nebraska really didn't pose much of a threat. This drops Nebraska to three and seven on the season, two and five in conference. So not terrible. Uh, there were like a lot of, uh, I mean, I guess casualties. I don't know how to put it, but um, quite a few injuries in this game. And uh, Mark Whipple got hurt at one point. Um, he, oh. he said he's okay, but um, I mean, that's the second uh, well, I guess that's not true. Um, the first I was thinking of, um, I forget there was a Michigan, the Michigan running backs coach this year had a heart attack on the sidelines, uh, earlier this season. Um, but, uh, the, the big house, Ann Arbor, the big house, Michigan stadium has very, uh, narrow boundaries for where the teams are to where the fans are and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think that's just the way they've built it so they can fit in so many people, which is great. But I, I mean, you think you have to think about the safety maybe a little bit. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to like redo the entire, you can't shrink the field because it's regulation <laughs> and there's nothing you can do, but like, I don't know, maybe next time if you build another stadium, which I doubt they will for, for quite a bit here that uh, maybe just move the stands back like 10 feet or so. Um, but I haven't seen too many coaches get injured. It's something that happened. Nick, Nick Saban got taken down last week in, in the uh, LSU game. So, and he, he was good, but uh, hoping that Whipple's going to be okay. He said he was just sore a little bit, but uh, definitely scary, uh, especially when Chubba... it's one of the coaches and, and it, yeah. And then Chuba got injured as well. High ankle sprain. Luckily that's not that bad. Um, he looked okay in this game. It was really rainy. So his stats are, like look miserable only six for 11 for 56 yards. Uh, this was a game where Nebraska had to run the ball and that is a game Nebraska will not do well in because Nebraska cannot really run the ball. Uh, Chubba party was our leading rusher with 39 yards. So uh, just proves how well we were able to run the ball there. Uh, and then uh, a ref lost a shoe at one point. So we'll count that in the casualties list. Um, it slipped. It was very rainy, as I said, uh, and, uh, Logan got in. What did you, what did you think of the uh, quarterback situation again? I know you and I were texting beforehand and we were like, Oh, I hope they start Logan. And, um, I did not know this, but you put in our notes here that Logan had been injured in practice yeah. that week. Yeah. Um, I so that. I guess it was kind of naive of us to want him in there. Cause he might've done worse. Uh, he didn't look great, uh, when he was in, but w what are your thoughts on how our, how our two quarterbacks played and how Logan looked at when really he was given a chance to do something. I mean, I get he's injured uh, and it was a game where he had to run and not really throw. And he's not a great thrower to begin with. Uh, so what, what did you think of the quarterback situation here? Oh, it's just, uh, you lose Casey, Casey. I, this is just me talking. I, I doubt if he's coming back the rest of this season, but that's, that's just me talking. I don't have any inside information on that. The nature of his injury numbness in his uh, pinky finger on his throwing hand. Uh, you need that to, through a tight spiral. Yeah. And um yeah, we saw, saw it with uh we saw it with Noah Vedral uh against Rutgers when he had the finger thing that he had just come back from and he like anything over the middle, uh it was just fluttering and it was I mean it's dangerous uh if you're gonna have that. So I hope that they're smart with him. And I think I agree with you. I don't think I think he's done for the rest of the year, unfortunately. Um I mean a, a hand injury doesn't like it doesn't take that long to heal, but the 
after like the being able to play again, the time between you're able to like play normally is a, a significant amount of time because it affects um, the way you throw so much. Cause you have to regain that feeling, regain all the mechanics with it basically. And just uh, get that muscle memory back. Right. And then, you know, Chubba was Chubba, excuse me. Casey was injured uh, last year at Texas and he came back, he wanted to play and he had a miserable day throwing the ball and he got benched. They brought back in the, the kid who had started the, I think they started the season. Uh, Casey ended up starting 10 games, but, uh, but uh, the, the one, one of those starts is, as I said, they went with the other quarterback, but you know, if you're, if you're injured, you can't, you can't play. You're not up to the, up to par even. So yeah, our quarterback situation, I, we know that Casey, there's a reason why he's a starter. And we talked about that last week. Yep. Um, you know, they, each QB has a little, you know, strength and, and weaknesses, but I think the best package that, that there is, is Casey. And uh, if he can't play the rest of the season, I don't, I don't give us a whole lot of chance to do much of anything. And then Purdy's injured and, and Logan Smothers is injured. So you know, now you're down to Mark Masker. Remember when we put together uh, and, and our, the, our depth so, chart? We're like, wow, how yeah, are they going to use like, all these guys? Yeah, yeah. it's like you know, now, geez, you better suit up, dude. Um, yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy time. So, uh, I mean, really, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad. I'm not glad that these guys are getting injured, but it's a kind of a blessing in a way that Nebraska's so bad right now. Not, not so bad record wise. Like I think they're playing fine, um, but so bad record wise, because it like, if it was, if this injury stuff is all happening and we have a chance to go to a bowl game with two games left, this is like catastrophic, but now it's like, okay, now you get these kids that have walked on that have waited a long time to be able to play. You can get them in games and it's kind of like garbage time, I guess, but let them, let them show what they can do. Let them like, uh, I mean, you're going to, Casey's probably going to be gone next year is, is my guess. I think he'll probably enter the NFL draft. Um, but who knows if he feels like these last games that he's missing are significant uh, in his draft stock, but uh, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I, it would be, uh, it would be uh, quite interesting to see uh, next week against Wisconsin, who's starting uh, Matt Masker or uh, Heinrich Harburg or someone, someone along those lines. But uh, my guess is that Logan or Chubba will probably start. Maybe not Chubba, but I, I bet you Logan will be all good to go. He's, I mean, he played in the game. So it can't be that bad, but who knows? We don't know. Yeah, it's um, – I don't know. It's just uh, it's just too bad. But I, I think you made a good point there. Maybe it's – if we're in this kind of a season that you get some kids, some other – you know, some chances to play who otherwise might not be there. I mean, what do you, what do you have to lose by going with uh, a four-stringer? Masker has been there a long time. He's a walk-on. I don't think Heinrich Harburg is, they don't even take him. He's not, he doesn't go to, to away game. He's not even making the, the, uh, travel the squad. Trip. Yeah. Um, and there's another kid. And again, I, I should have read our, uh, our quarterback room before, but they, they have him, uh, in the mix. So, um, and he played in the, he played in the uh, spring game and played pretty well. I believe, I forget who it was. I mean, if you want to keep talking, I'll see if I can figure it yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, the, the coaches and they're always talking about next man up and, and that's not just, you know, to Mickey Joseph, it's, 
it's anybody who's in that kind of business that you, injuries are just part of the game and you better be prepared. You better be ready and you get your chance, your opportunity, and you better take advantage of it because you might not, you know, you might not get back in for quite a while. So I'm just, I'm hopeful whoever does play has prepared well enough uh, that he can come in and, uh, and play winning football. Um, the, the next two opponents that Nebraska has, I think would be beatable if we had, if we had a healthy quarterback room. Um, I think we, I think we could have a plan that, that would help us win the game, but with a big question mark over the quarterback uh, room is, uh, is really kind of a lot to ask of, of these kids and this coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah, it is a lot, but uh, we'll we'll have to see. I mean, I'm not expecting too much. I didn't think that, that Iowa Iowa's defense is so good that it's just like I mean, I don't know what we're looking at there. Uh, if Casey's if Casey was healthy, I would have given us a chance against Wisconsin because yeah. Wisconsin's been getting better, but they're still not the team that they were last year. These last five or six years, they're kind of having a down year this year. Um, but kind of it, we'll, we'll have to see where it goes i'm not going to be too upset if nebraska loses out the these last two games i don't think it's that much of a problem with the situation that they're in but um i, I was looking at our depth chart was it jarrett jarrett cynic is that yes right that's to you? correct that's correct okay redshirt freshman from hastings nebraska yep. that was the guy that we were yep. thinking of but uh anyway um i did see uh, i moving away from the michigan game for a second but i saw this article on espn that um every single team that nebraska has like the majority of the teams Nebraska's played the next week, that team is lost. Um, and for example, they, they say like Illinois lost yesterday to Purdue. Uh, Illinois last game was against Nebraska. Uh, Northwestern lost the next game to Duke after they played Nebraska. I forget the other examples, but it was just, was kind of funny that like <laughs> yeah, Nebraska is always the one with like the cursed record and all that stuff. But now we're just giving it to other teams by losing, but, uh, it's kind of funny, but, um, yeah. Um, were you surprised by anything in this Michigan game, Grandpa? I know there wasn't too much, like out of the ordinary. No, I I didn't. I thought that the point spread was about right. It was twenty eight and a half Monday, and then it got up to what 31, 31 and a half. Thirty and a half. 30, I, it, 30 game, and a half. I think it was thirty and a half at game time because uh, I do these like ESPN spread pick them things, uh, and it was thirty on there, and I took yeah. Michigan, and luckily it worked. It out. I mean, where else were you going to put Nebraska? Are you going to make a, you know, I mean, it's crazy. It's, you're yeah. playing in the big house. They're the number three ranked team. We haven't been ranked for years. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, that was not surprising. Uh, I, I was the only surprise is, and I guess it's not a surprise. It's just a disappointment is that Chubby gets hurt. And and then we bring in, um, you know, the third string quarterback and, and he's hurt. And, yeah. Uh, so, it's just, I don't know. Uh, I, I just, and I think there's talent. Nebraska has talent. It just has to be given a chance. We don't have a whole lot of depth, but but there's some talent there. And I think the next coaching staff is going to be able to uh, sort it out and get us in a winning position. I don't, I don't mean national championship, but but getting to bowl games and uh, you know the, the same this program is going to have to walk before it runs. And uh, we, we, the people who have been around in the nineties and and eighties and so on have, we, we, we expect, Oh, geez, we got to be in the national championship race or the conversation every year. Well, 
it's uh, might take us a while to get to that point, but uh, you know, if you're an optimist, you think that's going to happen. And, uh, and I am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe Nebraska, the football culture at Nebraska is one that we're not just going to lay down and let this happen. Like we're not just going to let ourselves get beat up by all these big 10 teams. We're going to get better. It's just going to take some time. Like you said, you have to walk before you can run. Um, and I mean, Mickey's doing part of, he's laying the foundation. This game, it was raining the entire game. Guess how many turnovers Nebraska had zero. That's massive. That's yeah, huge. I don't think Nebraska, I mean, Michigan didn't have any either. So it wasn't like a huge like difference, but like still Nebraska hasn't had zero turnovers this season. Yeah. I really don't think that the, I, I off the top of my head, I can't think of any game this no. season where Nebraska's had no turnovers. Uh, and we only had eight first downs, but we had the ball for 24 minutes. Like the time of possession thing that we talked about, it's slowly creeping back to a 50-50 margin. I mean, Michigan scored more, so of course you're going to have the ball more. They had 27 first downs, so they, they had the ball for 35 minutes. But still, with the rest only getting eight first downs, you run 24 minutes off the clock. That's pretty dang good. Um, So, I, I yeah. mean, you're not sustaining drives, but whatever you're doing is – you're when you do – when you are driving, you're taking a lot of time here. So I guess I, I guess one of the surprises, if, if I had to pick one – Ernest Hausman, he was, he's a true freshman. Uh, he was playing at Columbus. Uh, I think it was, I don't know if it's Columbus High. Uh, there's a Catholic uh, Columbus school there too. I don't know. I forget. But he led the team in uh, tackles yesterday, a freshman. Ernest Hausman, number 15. He's going to be a great player. He's, yeah. This is. Yeah, uh, he's been filling in for uh, Luke Reimer or uh, Heinrich. I yeah, which one is is Heinrichs the one that's injured like out yeah, yeah, for yeah, good? He's okay. out. Yeah, but uh, and yeah. Then, no, he's looked really good. Yeah, and uh, let's see some. Oh, I love the sack that Garrett Nelson had. Man, that was just oh, that was just beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you um, just see like you see plays like those, and it's just like man, that's just like the essence of an effort play right there. That's yep. exactly how you get that sack, and that's the kind of guy that Garrett Nelson is. Um, he's going to be sorely missed on that Nebraska defensive line next year for yep. sure. Yeah. Hartsog, I thought, had a really good game. He's just another true freshman. Uh, so yep. there's, you know, you're looking at some pretty young players there. Uh, Marcus Buford had a good game, I think. Uh, at least he's, been a, he's had a pretty good season, I think. Marcus Buford has had a pretty good season. And uh, I mean, Hartsog's just kept getting better every single week ever yeah. since. Mm -hmm. Blocks the punt for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and then plays really gets his a majority of the playing time against Rutgers gets torched a few times. They come back to him. He shuts him down uh, and then just kept getting better every single week. And now he's just starting. So uh, really, really great to see that. And especially also just a freshman. And Quentin Newsom, I thought played well. And then Mr. Steady Eddie and there's Brian Buscini, the punter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you say, well, he doesn't show up in the stats. He doesn't, but he's a, He's really a defensive player. I don't know how a punter is. Uh, I, I think they're probably considered to be defensive players. Yeah, I would imagine. Position. And I think he has a leg that he's going to get some attention from the NFL. He's he's that good. And he's been that way all, you know, we're not, no surprises there. He's, uh, you know, he was a, an FCS uh, punter of the year last year. Yep. And, uh, and then Chubba, while he was in there, I thought played really well. I, you know, um, until he got injured and then obviously he was taken out of the game, but, but so there, there's some things to, um, to look, to, to look forward to and be optimistic about. And uh, we just need yeah. more play. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it'll, it'll be there. It's not going to be this season. Obviously this season is kind of a wash right now. And I, I think that uh, Mickey knows that now, but I, I didn't think he think he thought that we were going to compete with this Michigan team. This Michigan team is far, far better than the one that Nebraska almost beat last year. Then Nebraska should have beat last year yeah. Um, yeah. because this Nebraska team is probably about the same caliber. But if you put Casey in this game, I don't think he's making this game closer than 31 points. I mean, he might make it like it, it could be a little bit closer, but like not that much. Michigan's defense is just a lockdown, and Blake Corum is one of the best running backs in the nation, if not the best. I think uh, Chase Brown might have been beat out for that, but um, um, he's pretty dang good. Uh, what did you think of that Iowa? The next two games we play are, are Wisconsin and Iowa. What did you think of that Iowa uh, win over uh, Wisconsin yesterday? I mean, it, it gives me – that's why I said, like, it, that's why I was talking about earlier that it gives me a little bit of hope that if Casey was here, I would have given us a chance against Wisconsin. Yeah. A, a bigger chance. I still think we might have a chance. Uh, Iowa runs the ball pretty well. If we can get Anthony Grant going and it's not snowing or whatever, uh, it, we might have a shot in this. Uh, I mean, it, it could be close. It could be an exciting game. I'm not going to straight out say that Nebraska is going to win this game because I don't believe that. Uh, Wisconsin is a good team. They will run the ball uh, with, uh, I forget what their running backs name. They transferred from Clemson, I believe, but uh, we, we played against him last year and he just shredded us. Uh, it Braylon, Braylon, Braylon's Braylon Allen. That's who it is. Um, and uh, so he just shredded us last year, but um, I, I mean, interesting. I mean, Iowa is, Iowa's weird this year. I feel like a lot of the teams that are usually good have just been weird. Uh, Iowa has scored, not that many it has first half of the season. They scored like maybe I think the most was like 14 or 17 points, like against legit teams, not FCS or whatever like that. But, uh, and then they've been scoring 20 plus points these past few weeks. And it's been a little bit confusing because, uh, they only had 142 yards of total offense, uh, last yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Uh, yeah. So that would be Saturday, the, uh, 12th, for example, Nebraska had 146 and only scored three points. So Illinois is, I mean, as they always have been, or sorry, Iowa, as they always have been, have been uh, very consistent on defense of, okay, here is the, uh, here's the plan. We're just going to shut them down and they capitalize on mistakes better than anyone I know. Yeah. Uh, any any college football team out there, Iowa capitalizes on mistakes. If you make mistakes against Iowa, you will pay for it most likely with a touchdown, uh, depending on where it is. But it, that's been, I mean, Nebraska's mistakes have been what has cost them in these one score games against Iowa these past three or four years. Uh, it's been the pick uh, last year, Logan Smothers driving. It's been blocked punt last year for a touchdown. Uh, it's I mean, fumble at inopportune times. It's just, I mean, it's Iowa lets other teams shoot themselves in the foot and then they take the, then they just take it and win the game that way. And, and that's a really effective way to play football. Uh, if you play teams that will make mistakes, uh, that's for example, that's why Iowa doesn't usually beat Ohio state or doesn't usually beat Michigan because those teams don't make mistakes because they're so good. So uh, we'll have to see what happens when, when Nebraska plays Iowa. Um, Wisconsin's defense is going to look like garbage compared to these last two defenses Nebraska's played, uh, or last three, I should say. Minnesota's defense is pretty dang good. Illinois' defense best in the country, and uh, Michigan's defense is ninth ranked in the nation, I believe is what they said during the game yesterday. But uh, they, they allow 28 points per game, so we'll see. If Trey Palmer can get going, uh, we, might got, we might have something here. Just get the ball to Trey Palmer. He's been shut down these past 
three games and really had nothing. Uh, and I mean, for example, I think last year, he, last, last night, he wasn't even the uh, leading receiver. Uh, I, I don't even, I think he had one catch uh, if that, uh, but uh, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on these, uh, on this Wisconsin, especially on this Wisconsin game coming up here, grandpa? Well, Wisconsin averages on offense 28.7 points a game. Oh, I had that flipped. They yeah, they, they a, allow 20 points per game, but still. Uh, yeah. And then Nebraska just, is just about the opposite. Uh, Nebraska scores a little over 23 points a game, and they allow almost 30 points a game. That, <laughs> I, I'm not great at math, but, uh, yeah, uh, we're not doing too yeah. well. Yeah. So it's we don't stack up, you know, statistically with with either one of these teams uh coming in it's it's we have to get we have to figure out a way that we can get over that that uh that hump um i mean here you are at the what is it the 10th game of the season well i believe uh this this will be the 11th i believe yeah and we're averaging 23.3 points a game but we're allowing almost 30 points that's you just you got to find a way, and I, I yeah, get in my in the horizon there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we'll definitely get scored on because our run defense is good at best, and uh, it, as I said, Braylon Allen ran all over us last year. Uh, my guess is he will do it again, uh, just just based on Nebraska's. I mean, Nebraska's been like sort of containing these good running backs like Blake Corum, who I said is probably the second best running back in the nation behind Chase Brown, 162 yards and a touchdown. That's not an off day for him, but that's not like a standout day. And going into that Illinois game against with Chase Brown, who was being flouted around as the high as a Heisman candidate, which legit, I think he should be. Uh, He's kind of carried Illinois. The problem is Illinois has been choking in games uh, recently. Uh, especially against Michigan State and Purdue uh, these last two weeks, so um, it, we'll we'll have to see. But I I thought Nebraska was going to get run over by him, and I mean he had more yards than Blake Corum did and two touchdowns, but his touchdowns weren't like fifty five yard runs. It was right. three yard punch in three yard. It just was long drives that would that they'd get down, and that was just our defense kind of bending and then finally breaking at the four yard line, which is much better than it was last year uh, with Wisconsin, where it was, I think we were in that game and then Braylon Allen rips off like a 70 something yard touchdown run. And and Wisconsin was right back in it. uh, And and we kind of had a chance to put the game away, but uh, we we couldn't get a stop. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes on uh, next Saturday. I mean, if I had to predict right now, I don't know what the point spread is, but my guess is probably two scores, and I would definitely take that. Uh, we'll have to see, uh, especially with the quarterback situation at Nebraska going down. But uh, anything you got to say before we wrap it up here, Grandpa? No, I just, uh, I just, I think I'm you and I are in concert with uh, with that, and uh, you know, I would, you and I would love to have, you know, better news, better forecast uh, for the last two games, but yeah, uh, of course. We just we're looking at reality and uh, yeah yeah I mean we like we like to be honest here not uh, not, yeah, not extremely yeah. optimistic which we were at the beginning of the season I still have our predictions I think I said Nebraska was going to go ten and three and you said maybe like eight and four or something like that no, seven, and five, seven, and seven and five seven and five seven and five I said maximum I thought we could win six games you look at Northwestern Georgia Southern yeah you know, that that gets you to five and you just yeah. have to win a Minnesota or or a Purdue or 
you know, something in there and you got six wins. That's not out of the, you know, realm of possibility. Not out of the question, but uh, yeah. But, <laughs> See, so we're, we're, we're kind of done with optimism for now. We'll build it back up next year. Don't worry. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of winding down here. It's kind of it's sad. College football's ending. Uh, I, I mean, it. it's, it's, we waited so long for it and now it's I know it. only I two know weeks it. left of the regular season. We still have rivalry week though. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back for that with uh, Nebraska and Iowa, but we will be back next week with, uh, recap of that Wisconsin game for you guys. Uh, hopefully with some better news, at least hopefully it was close. Uh, I, I think I have a belief, uh, slow that's starting to form in the back of my head that Nebraska is going to make this game interesting. Um, I, I hope that that's the case, but, uh, we don't know for sure. Uh, obviously because it is Sunday and they play in six days. So I can't tell you anything, uh, cause I'm not doc from back to the future, but, uh, we <laughs> go tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone, listen to the podcast. Uh, I remember this time without you remember reminding me there, Grandpa. So <laughs> we got it. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. If you have any questions for us, anything you want to send in, uh, you can send it into hbthpodcast at gmail.com or sorry, at uh, protonmail.com. That's hbthpodcast at protonmail.com. Or you can send it in to huskerdanatcox.net, which Grandpa will also, uh, he can answer some of those on his articles as well that he writes for Husker Max, which you guys should definitely go check out if you haven't already. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's all I have. So we will talk to you guys next week. Go Big go Red. Big Red.